Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. It's good to know to see all of you, all of y'all here tonight. And uh, our pastor, we have been praying for him to have a safe, a safe uh, journey and a and a safe weekend. Uh, I believe about three or four ministers went with him. Uh, or they're supposed to met him, and uh, we're hoping that they have a glorious time and a and a refreshing time to heal. And uh, so tonight uh, we're going to be talking to you. And uh, he he asked me to come. Uh, and uh, at that time, I've been studying on, on some things. I wasn't com- quite, uh, let me say it this way. What I got tonight probably is questionable. Uh, the scripture is probably questionable. Uh, I went online and there were several different thoughts on it, and not one thought was what I'm going to bring. So uh, undoubtedly, I'm, I must be wrong. But anyway, I want to I want to bring out what that I what that I feel. It's it's an old scripture, and all of you probably have have uh, read this over and over again. They've got songs out on it, and uh, so you will recognize it whenever I get to it. And it is uh, John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. To where I am, there you may be also. In the original, in, in, in the Greek, the word mansions is M-O-N-O with a long E. Money. It means a place to stay or or a dwelling place, a place that had been fixed for you to stay. All right, then in, he said, then I go to prepare a place for you, and the word place here is a spot or space or, or a location, a particular place. Now, in, in, in all that I've heard, over, over, over the years, this meant in heaven. There have been songs, God's going to build me a mansion in heaven. Going to build me a cabin in glory land. And it possibly is talking about the place in heaven. But tonight, I want to use it a different way, if, if I can. I believe that God has prepared, let me get back up. I believe that in the beginning of time, before there ever was anything made that wasn't made, before there was a star, moon, or anything made, God 
was planning everything out for the next 6,000 years, probably just 7,000. And in every detail, even down to the smallest insect, God planned everything out. And according to the Scripture, he knew me before I was even born because the Scripture said he knew Jeremiah and called him even before he was even thought of. And so if that is true, be, before I was born, 6,000 years ago, God had planned me that I would be in a generation of a time zone and I would be in a, in a particular place and holding a particular office in God. He also knew if I would live for him or if I would not live for him. And so, therefore, if I, if I chose not to live for him, he knew that, but he gave me a chance. And in, in so doing, he brought up from somebody else to be born to take my place. And so, in this, in this scripture, in, in the mind of God, he, he, he got place in the kingdom of God. And he said, I'm going to put you in a spot in that place. I'm going to put you in. And so then, as I was reading this, I thought, wait a minute. Now, Paul described it as a body. And so, if we can today, I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians. And at least let us uh, read there. I believe it's the uh, 14th chapter or the 12th chapter of uh chapter 14th verse of 1 Corinthians. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, uh, no, but if it was an ear, shall it say, because I'm not the eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the, if the whole was hearing, where would be the smelling? But now hath God set the members, watch this, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. Now, I'm going to come back to this shortly. And so I, when I was sitting there, I thought, wait a minute now. If this is what I think it is, then it has to be a lot of members in the body. Because there's an innumerable uh, company of saints that so many people in, uh, uh, are going to go to heaven over the 6,000 years until you, until the, the Bible said it was innumerable. You can't number them. So I just thought, well, now, what about the body? How many members of the body? So I asked Google. And Google said, well, what part of your body are you talking about? Well, I, I just want to know about the whole body. And he said, well, for instance, in what they said, they said there's 37 trillion cells in your body. And there's 100 trillion 
<laughs> atoms that surround there was one cell in your body, 100 trillion that would make up the atoms, the building blocks around that one cell. Well, then on the 100 trillion, there's also the protons, neutrons, and all those. That makes out. And man, they said, now, do you want me to keep going? I said, whoo, we've, we've already got off in the trillions just on the cells. And then it said on every part of your body, every you got all those building blocks, as they call. And they said, and then they said, you cannot even estimate how many parts of the body that there are, how many members. So if, <laughs> so now that now brings it back, it's an innumerable number. And so the Bible said there's an innumerable company of saints. So now here he is talking about the, the body. And now in, in, in John chapter 14, now he said, I, I'm going away to prepare a place. I'm going to put you in a particular place. Now where in the world uh, uh, did God put me? So I read Romans chapter 1, verse 1. When Paul was identifying who he was, he said, Paul, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. He said, I know who I'm what. I know what my calling is. I know what position I'm supposed to hold. I'm called to be an apostle. So what is an apostle? An apostle is one that goes in and does the groundwork, and starts a church, starts a work. Paul never pastored a church. He started the churches. John started seven churches, and we read about the seven churches of Asia. He started those churches, but he didn't pastor them. They only pastored them for a certain period of time and turned them over. Now, why? Why did they not pastor them? They were called to be apostles, Okay. But then I got to checking, and Paul said there is a, there's something that you got to understand. He said, he said, I plant Apollos waters, but God gives the increase. So what you do, the founder will pastor it for so long, and then he's got to give it up. The next man got to come in. Now, why? And so, uh, man, I got to think about my own self. And then I remembered, how did I, how did I know? Now, I knew way before I come here, before God ever called me, I knew what I would be if I ever was called. Now, why did I know that? I saw my training. My, my dad, I remember all the way back to I was five years old. My dad was one of the two men that built the church in New Garden. And I remember that. And he and another man built the church. And then they had no electricity. So I remember when he ordered the oil lamps, they had a little reflector on the back of them and put them hung, hung them on the wall. And I remember that. When long after that, he decided to wire it and then run the wire outside and hook it on to his car generator. And then 
Brother Abernathy, who was pastor, as far as I remember, there wasn't but two ministers in the church. So he, he divided them. He said, I want, my dad would, would take the, the west part of the county, and Brother Gibson would take the, the east side of the county. And every Saturday night, they had shade tree revivals, shade tree meetings. They built the church up and had it growing good. During that time, Brother Gibson decided, I'm going to Columbia, Tennessee and start a church. He asked my daddy, would you go with me and help me start? So we went to Columbia, Tennessee and started the church in Columbia, Tennessee. We stayed there for three years. Brother Johnny Green had a tent revival going on in Wheeler, Alabama, and he called my dad and said, I, I think we might ought to have somebody to pastor. I'm not a pastor. So my dad went down to, to take it from the tent revival to where it is today. And then after 11 years, during that time, Brother T.C. Montgomery was building the church in Decatur, had it going great. And all of a sudden, then he left and went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and started the Tupelo Children's Mansion. And the, and the church faltered. And went down until there was no church there. During that period of time, about 11 years later, uh, uh, during that time, my dad left Wheeler and started the church in Decatur in 1962. During all of this time of building, 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 I was a child, and I helped my daddy as much as I could. And I knew that what my calling was. But I had never been taught what Paul was teaching, you only pastor it till you get it going and you turn it over to somebody. Now, what was he saying? And I remember this when we started here. After a few uh, years, we got it going. The church was completely packed. All the seats were full. We had all folding chairs, and you could hardly get down the aisle because of the folding chairs. All down in the hallway, we even opened the front doors and had chairs sitting on the porch and we had so many folks and that it never dawned on me to build because I was just a planner a church planner the church was going but they finally started dwindling down see I didn't understand that when you plant unless they get water it's not going to rise too much it's going to it's going to come up and then it's going to wilter and it would die unless there's a watering process. And a man's got to come in and water. Are you understand me now? When Brother Britt got there then, man, he moved inside that little bit of church into the back and started, man, he, he started building here and doing this, and then over, over here, and, and this may not last long. We may have a heaven to build again. If you're in the, in the will and the plan of God, and doing what the Lord said for you to do. I know many churches, and I, I'm, I'm sad to say, after my dad built the church in Decatur, he never would, never would turn it over to somebody else. And he went from about 200 all the way down to one family. And that's Sister Edith Noble. And finally, it closed down because it would never let somebody come in. It, so, 
I'm saying all this to say this. There is a place in the body that God wants each and every one of us to go. Now, in, in this teaching on the Bible, I mean on the body, Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians, he said that most of the tension is up to the, uh, to the outer uh, members of the body. We always look at the outer members, but the inner members is what keeps the outer members going. Because I was thinking, man, if, if the blood didn't flow down that little bitty vein in my arm, that was, the life wouldn't be in there. It would soon die. Every part of the inner parts of the body working together. And as I was beginning to read, uh, you know, all the, all the atoms and the cells and all this stuff, as if, as every, everything makes up. I got to check in that the, uh, I believe it's 200 and something bones in your body. And then they said then each one of those bones has 300 particles that makes up that bone. Those particles <laughs> are made. And so they kept saying how they build that and all this. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parts to just the structure of the cell. Not even counting the brain cells. And so in the body of Christ, everything works in particular to make the body function. And in the kingdom of God, God is building a kingdom. It's not finished yet. Once it's finished, it's a rapture. It's not finished yet. He is putting people into position all through the world. I have the apostolic uh, app on my phone, and I get hundreds and hundreds of things from around the world. And just, just a few days ago, one in one country, over 2,000 received the Holy Ghost in one night. So they're adding, adding constantly all over, all over the world. God is doing it. But let me stop it right here. I want us to go to St. John chapter, uh, chapter 1, if I, if I can. Chapter 1 and verse number 12. And when I, I saw this, not everybody that comes into church, is God going to put them into church. Now let me show you what, what I'm talking about. In St. John chapter 1, verse 12, But as many as received him, now they received him all right, to them gave he power to become the sons of God to them that believed on his name. The power to become. I gave them power to become. That didn't mean that they became the sons of God. I gave them power to, to become. So there, there's an act of becoming and holding on to what God has just gave them. But if they don't go on and possess what God has just gave them, and work, and let the Holy Ghost work them, and lead them, and guide them into all the truth. And they will not become the sons of God. So there's a, there's a power of becoming. 
And I was thinking about this. Before God could ever use David to kill the giant, he didn't call his, his other brothers. He called him. Why? Because I'm going to train him out while he, he is a tending sheep. And then I'm, I'm going to allow a lion and a bear to attack him. I want to see what he's going to do. Uh, is, is he going to run or is he caring for the sheep? And so we know the story. He, he, he killed the bear and the lion to protect the sheep. And God said, now I can use that. But when he faced the giant, God did not use one of the others that, that had the sword and the shield and, the, and, and all that. Because this is the way the Philistines thought. I want somebody that is not depending on sword and shield. I want somebody to depend on what ha has already happened and had nothing to do with He didn't know nothing about the armor. He didn't know nothing about the sword and shield. All he knew was what worked was the slaying and God. And this is what God used him for because he would not depend on what everybody else depends on. He was just the arm of flesh. He, has, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. He knew that. And God said, wait a minute. I've done trained this boy. To, uh, right now, I can move him into this position. And so somewhere in, in our period of time, if God can depend on you, it has to be so dependable. When I, when I need a particular thing done, can I depend on you? Because I want to put you in a position where you'll be working constantly, day and night, keeping this body going. But I had to depend on you. And, and I had to know if you can do this. Or if you can. Be, before he used Moses, Moses had to, had to be in the backside of the desert. Forty years. Tending to the sheep again. Taking care of all the sheep before he could ever take care of the children of Israel for 40 years. And somehow or another, we do not understand all the workings of our, of our time, of our past. Every, every valley I went through, every battle I went through, every situation that I went through was for a reason. Because everything, the Bible said, would be good in the end. Why? Because he's training me and training you in every situation of life to become what he wants us to become, not what I want you to become. All right. <laughs> what was it? That they can become the children of God. I want you to become, but there are some things you've got to go through to become the children of God. And so as I was studying this out, Yes, I believe in a heaven. I believe that he's going to prepare a heaven for us and all of this. Stuff. But I also believe that he is preparing and giving us a chance to be what he wants us to be and wants to put us in those positions. And I was thinking about this church. Now, look what Brother Brett has done. When we got here, man, he made positions for about everybody here. And that's good. 
we got 10 ministers here and every dinner and, and then every minister has got a, you know uh, operates different They're, all operations are different and that's good because you know he said he, he sat in the church and he began to mention all, all these offices and administrations and, and governments and all this stuff is in the church. And so God sets these in order and the pastors sets their churches like this, like the kingdom of God is setting in. And so this is why that we've got to, wh wherever you are asked to go, do every, whatever your hands find to do. Do it with all of your might. Don't say, well, I'd rather do somebody's job. No, that's the job I'm asked to do. And let it try. You never know until you try. And so I'm saying to us tonight in, in just a few short words, if every one of us could do what we could do, what, you know, I don't know what your background is. I don't know your training. I don't know none of that. But you know. And if everybody could just do what they could do, it would make the pastor's job a whole lot easier. And I want to tell you something. And I, I told him this Saturday whenever they, they had him up here. And it was it Friday, Friday night, I believe it was. And, and, and him and his wife were sitting up here doing the marriage retreat. And so it, it came up about the about the stress factor and all this stuff. And when it's over, I said, Brother, I wanted to say something in, in your behalf. They don't understand. But I said, I have been there. You've got the whole, you've got the whole congregation. <laughs> your, your phone is going to ring. Well, I need you to pray this. I need you to pray that. And so you've you got your mind running here and there and all over the place. You've got no time to sit down and work this thing out because you're working everybody else's problems out. And then by the time you go to study, how many phone calls do you get? What all this you got? I call that the stress factor. And I said, I understand all this. And so there... Therefore, if every one of us could do what we can do and take the, as much load off of our pastor as we can, have you understand this? Then, after you receive the Lord and after you, he calls you and all this stuff, but you've got to become the sons of God. There's some things that you've got to do your own self. Not a warm-up pew, but whatever your hands find to do, do it all of your might. And when you do this, the kingdom of God is going to grow. Because, you see, after, after you get the process going, the process, the process going, okay, <laughs> after, after, after the ground has been broken, seed has been sown, and it's growing, and now it comes to man to water it and bring revival. Then God said, I'm going to give you an, an increase. So you know what? I believe it's time for the increase to happen. If everything is in place and everybody doing what they're supposed to do, I really believe that God is designing an increase. And whether or not we understand what all that we uh, is going on, we don't know that. 
God foresaw all of this whenever that he made all of this going on. Hallelujah. Because see, God designed you, called you, made you, said, I know what you are capable of doing. I'm going to put you in this position. Now, it's left up to you if you're going to do that or not. If you're going to, to become what he wants you to become. And so tonight, I, I don't really have all that much uh, to give to you, but this has really been bothering me for years. Am I really becoming what God wants me to become? Am I following or, or, or am I moving in the footsteps of where he wants to place me in the kingdom of God? I may not be seen. I may be an inner member, but I'm functioning. I'm functioning. I'm making everything else work. And if I'm not, <laughs> because whatever, whatever place that I'm placed, just work and do your good. You know, I, I was thinking about, <laughs> you know, when I just read about this sales, and then the atoms are in the cells, and then the uh, neutron, proton, I don't know all about this stuff. Okay, I don't know nothing about the body except just what I read. And all those in are happy. Everything helps, helps the cell and protects the cell. And so let me know this. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that I got 100 trillion <laughs> atoms protecting one cell? How many people is protecting somebody else in the church and praying for them and trying to make sure they succeed? Make sure that. And I will never forget years ago. We had a lady in the church. She was uh, she was most helpful lady in our church at that time. Her name was Sister Falf. And every time someone received the Holy Ghost, she took them under her wings, as I was saying. And the way she talked to them when, she, when a young lady came, about the time she walked to the street, she, uh, her, uh, to the seat, she would put her on her. She said, honey, I always, honey, I'm here to help you. And I'm going to be watching you now. And if you start doing things, I'm going to lead you in the right way. And if you did something wrong, she come to you and she did so, honey, I saw where you did this. Now, let me tell you how I do, ought to do it. And I thought, man, she took more loads off of me than anybody in the church. But that was what she was called to do. Helping others. Helping others. Even though we're not sinning outside, we're not getting no glory, no praise, but the inner workings, helping one another. And that's what parts of the body is. God help us to recognize who we are and recognize the place that God called us to become. Mm. Shall we stand to our feet? I, I know I didn't, I didn't go over about 30 minutes tonight, but can we just pray right now? Now, Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know, God, that you are trying to teach us and to prepare us, to prepare us, Lord, to accept, Lord, our responsibility. I know, God, that you are leading us down the path that you want us to go. 
And Lord, you are talking to us. And Lord, you are, Lord, you are trying, Lord, to all the activity of life. You're trying, Lord, to teach us and, and train us. Help us, Lord, to be aware. Open our eyes that we may see all the things, God, that you're doing and give you glory and give you praise right now. Lord, bless all of the people that are here. I pray, Lord, that your hand will be upon them. Lord, bless them tonight, tomorrow. Keep health, good health upon us. All of them that are sick, God, keep sickness away from us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that your hand of protection will be upon us right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.